Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. Daniel Wagon, he played for the St. George Illawarra Dragons, Lemu Grizzlies, Parramatta Eels, and on a, and Queensland in the 01 series win. So thank you for joining us today, mate. No worries, mate. It was actually St. George Dragons. Oh, sorry. St. That's right. Yes, sorry. My bad. Um, so what was it like getting your debut with St. George? Uh, yeah, well, for like everyone, I suppose, it's something you remember. It was, um, I think I was about 21. Mm-hmm. And I was playing outside, like, well, I guess, Queensland legend Mark Coyne and a couple other big names in footy. So, yeah, it was, um, it's a little bit blurry now, but it's, um, it is a great achievement. Yeah, well, for sure. I mean, it's it's one more game than I've ever played professionally. Let's put it yeah. that way. Um, and you, you came from Queensland um, in Springwood, uh, Springwood Tigers. What was it like? Because that's relatively country rugby league, not country country, but CRL. Um, what was it like growing up playing footy there and who was your idol? Yeah, I, um, I played there from under sevens to under 18s. So um, I actually went, I started playing league because my stepfather was French and he, he thought, because we could, they called it football, he thought it was soccer. So oh. took to, they took me to that to start training. And then once I started training, they just left me there. Just, <laughs> didn't put me bother changing. Fair enough. Um, yeah, and I think uh, I stayed with them like for 12 years pretty much till I, till I hit 18. Um, I think my junior, the players I liked when I was young, I think, uh, well, everyone liked Wally Lewis and G Miles growing up there because we used to oh, watch yeah. the... The Brisbane comp, remember the BRL and all that? Yep. Yeah. I've actually just started watching a few of them on, on here now because I've got that Watch NRL app. Yeah, I've been watching the Intra Super Cup. I just watched this morning Burley and um, Papua New Guinea. Oh, wow. Who won out of that game? Because I only got to watch the um, Jets game against, I think it was Mackay. I'm probably wrong. It wasn't. Yeah, no, it was, uh, uh, Capras. Yeah. It was Capras. Capras sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Burley won. But in the end, they they had they had uh, they lost four blokes in the first half, so it was, it was actually a big effort. Mm. No, that's good. That's good to hear. Um, obviously, as you said, you idolised Gene Miles and Wally Lewis. I I personally had the privilege of meeting Gene Miles, and honestly, he's such a top bloke. So if uh, you ever if you, if you have any kind words for him, I'll pass them on. Um, and when oh, word vomit, sorry, bear with me. Um, then, obviously, from the Dragons, you had a very long stint, 200-plus games at the Parramatta Eels. What was it like switching from St. George Dragons to the Eels and then playing, like, you know, such an integral part with that team? Uh, it was it was difficult at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But um, when, I, when I left St. George, it was... Because in that team, they had Mark Coyne, Rod Wishart, Jamie Ainscoe, Paul McGregor, and I was playing in the outside backs. So yep. I didn't. I was probably going to have to wait another, maybe two, three years before I, I established in first grade, and then um, so I met with, with Brian and just had a chat there, and we and I ended up moving over there. So yeah, that's pretty much the main reason why I left. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, and and then you were just obviously you went over to Para and saw. Um, somewhat success, unfortunately falling short, as we all know, history and all that. Um, but what was like being part of, regardless, such a successful time with the Eels? Yeah, it was a, pretty, a strong club, like right up from the um, from the, the kids, you know, under 16s, under they had Matthews, Flag, and 21. They were winning we were everything, really, really. Strong club, we were winning club championships all the time, and we finished in the finals, well, in the semis, or pretty much. I can't remember how many times, but it was a lot. We only missed it a couple of times over the 10 years. So mm. it, was, it was always, you know, we had decent seasons, winning seasons, but never 
we never finished the year with a win, which <laughs> not many teams do. Which is which is unfortunate, but still, I mean, to get there is an accomplishment in itself. Um, and during your time at the Eels, who was your favourite, um, you know, edge, um, you know, winger to play alongside and or have on your wing? Uh, I think when I when I started playing in the centres there, I think me and Luke Bird played quite a bit together. He was quite young, Birdie. He came in, I think, mm-hmm. 17, 18. It was always good having him there. Um I suppose Guru was okay when he was there, when he was on, when he was awake. Yep. Um, yeah. So I suppose I played a lot of a lot of my time there with Luke because after that, after the first few years, I just kind of moved into the back row. And I was just yeah, kind of off the edge. Yeah. And well, who was your um, favourite player to play alongside in the back row with? Oh, it was you know Bobcat was good early on. That Andrew Ryan. Yep. The two Highmarsh brothers were good always. Um, who do we have later on there? Um, yeah, Heine, Bobcat, I suppose that's who it was mainly most of the time there. For me, he was there the, pretty much the same time I was there right from when I started. You know, yeah. he, he kept going when I left. Yeah, more or less, yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously you then had, um, in 2001, played, um, again, an integral part in the 2001 State of Origin Series for Queensland. Win- yeah. Pardon me, winning the State of Origin Series with the team. What was it like, your first State of Origin Series, pulling on that, you know, maroon and white, and it's any every Queenslander's dream? Yeah, it's something you kind of, I, we, everyone grows up watching it in the 80s, you know. We were all sort of every on the on the nights, watch, sitting on the lounge watching it with the family. So it was it was something, you know, I really, it was, you know, a lot of fun. Um, when, I, when I actually got picked, it wasn't kind of that big a shock because like a month before it, we actually did a photo shoot for a, a calendar. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like a big uh, Oh, so you kind of already knew that you were in the team. Yeah, sort of otherwise, thing. we'd have to change the calendar. So, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's very true. Um, well, then, as as I said, they went on to win the State of Origin series. Unfortunately, f- for three years in a row afterwards, New South Wales won it. Um, and then no, it, was, I, it was a draw the, year, the following year, I think, wasn't it? It was a draw, so oh, got it. It was. That's right. And uh, that's what oh three oh four oh five was the three years yeah. of New South Wales. And then we all know the decade of dominance that followed. Um, Oh, brain finding hell. What was it like to play alongside, you know, the likes of Darren Lockyer um, and all those sorts of players, you know, basically more or less at their peak with in Queensland? Yeah, we were playing against him, you know, for you know, <laughs> five, four years leading into it. Everyone knows how good he was and just that training and everything, you know, everything he does is spot on. You know, it's all it's all perfect, you know. I suppose other blokes there, Gordon, and I actually had a little bit to do with Gordon at St. George in my mm-hmm. early days there. So I knew him a little bit there and... A couple of other boys, Petro, I played against him in junior footy, so I kind of knew him a little bit as well. And then when Alf came back, that was all, that was that was good as well. That was the year he came back, Alf. So it was, yeah, he came back from England, wasn't it? Him, in the eighties, you know, watching him in the eighties and then through the nineties and that, and then getting to play with him. That would have been a dream come true. Yeah, it was. My mate rang me on the way there. Oh, no, I was actually getting on the plane. I remember he said he's just heard a rumor Alf's coming back, and I thought he was, he was having a laugh, he was taking a piss, you know. So yeah. And anyway, and I, got, I got on the bus and everything. We get to, into the hotel, and he was in. He was obviously rooming with him, so he was in the room. So yeah, it was, it was nice. Though. <laughs> wow, that's he amazing. Changed, he just changed the whole camp when he came in. It was all um, yeah, just how he was, you know, his presence, like his, his aura, so, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, just how he how he was with Wayne as well. You know, he had a totally different relationship with the coach. So yeah. I was going to say, what was Wayne like as a coach? Because you got the privilege of being coached under him at Queensland. Yeah, it was only for the three games, but it was, yeah, he was just a nice bloke, you know. He was, 
easy to talk to. We got along, got along. We've only pulled the group together well and everything. So yeah. Everybody, no, that's good to hear. He's, what's his coach? A thousand games or something, isn't he? Or something like that, I think. <laughs> and sp- speaking of coaching, you're now an assistant coach for Lemieux Grizzlies in the Elite One Championship in France. What's it like over there, um, first of all, with the pandemic? And what's it like with Lemieux at the moment? Well, we're coming fourth at the moment, I think. We've got, okay. two, we've got two more games. Two more games until the semi. So if we win the next two, we should finish fourth. And we get a home semi then. A home, oh, good. A home quarter final. But yeah, last year at the start of the pandemic, we were going, we had a really good year last year. We were leading the comp, and then they, they had to cancel it. So we got, um, so we were leading there, and they just cancelled the comp last year. This year, yep. it's been a little bit more difficult. Those couple of other clubs are a little bit stronger. We had a few injuries at the start of the year, but things are starting to roll along okay now. No, that's good. And um, you've more or less finished up your playing career at Lemu. What was it like going from, you know, Australia all the way over to France, you know, another another country, another continent, another bloody side of the world, really? And how was it like adjusting for you? Uh, it wasn't really that difficult. I wasn't, um, so I sort of met my wife and then we had a son. So, I don't know, it was kind of easy, actually. Mm. I, I kind of kept playing a little bit. Because I was mm-hmm. coaching, and I went, I went to another a smaller club, like a, a third division, second or third division. Yeah. And I was coach player there, and they were kind of like the reserve to limit as well. So I played a few games, like up to when I was about forty, you know, just when they were struggling for players. So it kind yeah. of was just slowly fizzled out from playing. I just yeah, slowly, it would have been a nice transition. Out. It wasn't like a, you retire from the first grade and then boom, nothing. It's a you know, as you said, you you gradually exited the sport sort of thing as a player yeah like yeah it kind of worked out like that yeah no that, that's that fair day. yeah um who day, yeah. which player did you hate going up against whether it was because of their skill or just their intense you know tackling i i always struggled with wendell big wendell sailor he was so big and strong and he's and his footwork and that he could either you know if he wanted to he'd run over you but then he, if he'd run at you like he's gonna run over <laughs> you and stuff so he was always hard to handle yeah, also, oh, I suppose Joey was Andrew Johns was another one. Well, I mean, I was going to say there's a he's he's not an immortal for nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Just bear with me while I bring up the list again. Um, lockdown, life in France. Um, covered the coaching, grassroots. Um, during the lockdown, obviously, as you said, yeah. the season was cancelled basically last year, um, and you had to, you know, every everyone, not just sports, but everyone in general, had to adjust to a new way of life. But everyone had that, you know, Netflix binge or that sort of thing. What show or shows did you binge on Netflix during well, that time? At the start, at the start of the lockdown, it was just when the Michael Jordan one came out. Eh? Yeah, that, um, the Last Dance. So I was, I was sort of looking forward to Monday mornings every every week for that. That's that. When that first came out, um, I don't even, I can't even remember the series. I, mean, I watch them. I watch the start and then fall asleep. So then I watch it again about a month yep. later. Yep. Other than the Michael Jordan, which I'm sure you watched every time it came out. Yeah, yeah. It was like yeah, watching that one as soon as it came out. That was that was probably one of the better ones I've seen on um, Amazon Prime. You got some um, some of the NFL ones. Okay. I, I haven't got that. I've been looking into that. Is it worth it? Do you reckon for the NFL stuff? Oh, there's not that much on it. There's a little bit on it. You get there's a few like um, it's quite similar to Hard Knocks. Okay. They do it with a few clubs, you know. They just follow them yep. around a bit more through this through the year when they're playing games and stuff. That's quite interesting. Okay, and, a few, and a, few, a 
Yeah, no, go ahead. in soccer too. They do a yeah. few soccer clubs, Tottenham Hotspur. They did one for Leeds United, didn't they? Because I follow Leeds. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. I know they did Tottenham, Tottenham where... Um, do you follow Tottenham? Was. No, I, I so. remember watching it. Just the huh. facilities was like, it was like, you know... A dream. Oh, wow. Um, and speaking of American football, there's a new announcement of the NARL coming out and starting with, pretty sure it's June, North American Rugby League. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, hopefully it goes good. I know mm. um, David News, a mate, he's been pushing it for years over there since the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, there's such a big population over there. If they just touch on a small percentage of it, they can it can get going good. There's oh, so 100%. Athletes, there's so many good athletes and... They, they do have a good training um, attitude towards training from a young age over there, the way they mm. look at sport and training. So and there's, there's so many guys that come out of college and don't make it to the top level of football. So, they, you know, there's got to be another outlet for them. So hopefully it can kick off. Because I know there's, yeah. a few, um, there's a few Aussie boys going over there. I know yeah, there is, yep. There's a guy over here that plays... He's a Eddie Pettiborn, I think. His name yeah, I was going to say Eddie Pettiborn. Yep, he's been a marquee signing. Yeah, we just we played against him a couple of weeks ago. Um, oh wow! He got sent off. He got sent off <laughs> after about I don't know. <laughs> pretty early in the game, you like head on one of our boys and knocked him out cold. So he was, Ooh, yeah, he was fine. Well, little, I was going to say, well, let's hope he does a bit better than that over there. And speaking of head highs and big tackles and all that sort of stuff, um, who like who would be, as, as we mentioned earlier, Wendell and all that, personally for you, um, you know, the hardest hitter that you've ever gone up against? Was it? Would you reckon you'd, you'd say Wendell as well? No. Nah, I think I, um, there's a bloke I used to play against from junior footy, like from under... Well, I think under nines, under tens, right up through. Is Tony Carroll and he played yep. the Broncos? Yep, I know Tony. Yep. And I, he was always like, just to put the fear of God in everyone in junior footy. You know, he he um he could hit like anything, and he was sort of always in getting picked for all the Queensland Australian teams and everything. And then he, you know, he pretty much played like that till he was till he retired. But he, I think he was probably the best hitter, the best mm. technical tackler that I played against. Well, let me put this way: as long as Tony was playing, Lockie was safe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's a good bodyguard. 100%. Yeah, no, I agreed with that. I mean, again, I've not been on the receiving end, and I low-key don't think I would want to be on the receiving end of a Tony Carroll tackle. Yeah, mate, he's uh, one to avoid. Yeah, fair. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Speaking of, we just touched on American sports and American football. Do you follow an American football team? I like... Um, I like the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, they're my team as well. I, I kind of got interested in... Just when I uh, moved to Sydney, me, yep. and, me and the bloke I was living with, we watched. Um, we were watching it a little bit. I started watching. That's when Corner Green Bay were going okay with Brett yep. Favre in yep. like the late nineties, I think it was. So yeah, I always sort of still follow Green Bay. Yep. Now with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I myself am a, a devout um, cheesehead uh, Packers fan. Oh, yeah. I, I think Pack. I think. Um, uh, we're brain fighting hard right now. Aaron Rodgers has probably maybe a, a season or two left in him, and then it, I think he's just going to have to call it quits or do Tom Brady and you know go to a different club because the Packers just won't flourish with him if, if he doesn't yeah, you know because they just seem to get so bloody close. Like this season just gone, got to the game before the Super Bowl, you know, and then yeah. lost to Tom Brady. Yeah, 
and he, uh, he, he, I don't know, I don't really know so a lot about it. He seems to be like putting up good numbers every week too, doesn't he? He's like doing amazing <laughs> things and they're still falling short. And oh, he like is. That, that's what I mean. I, as we all know, it is a team sport, so it's not just down to the individual, but like. Yeah. When you're not making the Super Bowl by like one or two games, and a few years ago they actually just didn't even make playoffs, but that's very rare for the Packers. But you know, um, it's still like okay, your defense is only as good as your offense, and vice versa. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I say bring back Brett Favre, even though he's retired. I'd love to see him back at the Packers. Yeah, he, he did it. He had about four uh, comebacks, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. He went to the Jets and then the Vikings. Yeah. And every year, I remember because I was. Every year, I was I was watching it a bit. He he's sort of saying, "No, he's not playing. No, he's not playing." And then just before the season, the preseason games, he'd go back to training. Yep, yeah. Well, I mean, at, at least I mean to any Tom Brady haters, at least he's not done that. Tom just straight up at the end of the Super Bowl I was like, "Yep, I'm coming back next year." He didn't be like he wasn't like, "No, nah, I'm not." I know. Yeah, he's unreal, isn't he? He's uh, he's oh, I don't know he's why. D- I don't know why people dislike him. I mean, there's the whole. There's a lot of people that dislike him because of the deflate gate and the deflating and all that. Oh, but, yeah, right. but other than that, like you can't fault him. He, pardon me. If there was to ever be immortals in NFL, oh, yeah. he'd be he'd be in the first crop of them for sure. Yeah. Well, what what happened with that deflate gate? I don't even because I think they get a lot of they have a lot to do with the balls they use in the game, don't they? Mm. Quarterbacks like they 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 get the balls. It's like how many balls they use in a game. I don't know, ten or twelve each or whatever it is. I think they something like that. Like, they can leather it. They can put whatever they want on it to have their certain grip and everything on it to a certain extent. I think. Yeah, but I think so, the yeah. deflate gate was more. He actually had it deflated below the regulation, so oh, then it would be an, a better oh, grip okay. for him. Which I mean is fair, but it's still like against the rules. Like there's a set, I think, yeah. regu- regulation inflation point. Yeah. Right. So, but I mean, again, even, even still, like that's neither here nor there. Like, really because the other team's quarterback can literally just use the ball that the uh, that other team's quarterback wants to use for their sets, you know? Yeah, yeah, they have their own separate ones, yeah. Mm. Oh, well. Um, uh, and what are your thoughts, as I said, on Tom Brady going from, you know, strength to strength, really? He's gone from New England Patriots winning multiple um, Super Bowls and then doing it to a, with a team that's, I mean, you could say more or less like the current Brisbane Broncos crop, you know, doing, pardon my language, to the Broncos, and I'm a Broncos fan, fuck all. Um, and yeah. then winning it with them that, that just out of out of nowhere. What, what are your thoughts on Tom Brady with that? Oh, well, it just shows how good he is, doesn't he? I suppose yeah. the, the work that he must put in, you know, and pull everyone together there, the way that you know, I read a few things on it, the way all the receivers and that he was getting in, how much work they do. Mm. I think he's... Yeah, that link with um, the tight end too. There, that he he got to sign up as well. Oh, uh, Gronkowski was had, it? No, that was that yeah. was a different. Yeah, yeah, Gronkowski. And a, he had decent blockers in there too. And I, I think something I read about him. He always he's never been the highest paid, has he? He's always sort of no. He's always he taken under a little bit. A little bit, sacrifice a little bit to get you know if they had to get better blockers in for him or you know better receivers in. He doesn't mind cutting a bit of his own salary away. Yeah, well, I mean, proofs in the pudding. Yeah, proofs in the pudding. Um, And as you said, you know, Gene Miles and Wally Lewis and Alfie Langer were your idols then. Um, Who do you think, um, you know, youngsters could aspire to look up to in the NRL and the Super League at the moment? In Oz? Jeez, who we got? Put me on the spot there. Um... Sorry. (laughs) I just thought of it just then. (laughs) Um, well, who's going out? Who we got out? Um, I suppose players like uh, I reckon James Mullaney would be one of them. Going okay, mate. 
Benji Marshall, he's come back and he sort of seems yep. to be going pretty good. I suppose he's um, he's okay. Um, I suppose like James Tedesco seems to be pretty good with the kids and everything. Yank that young kid coming into the Roosters now as well, the halfback. Another one, it's Sam Walker, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's Chris Walker's nephew. Yeah, it's um, I think it's Ben's son, isn't it? Ben? I, th- I think it's Ben. Yeah, I think it's Ben's son. Yeah. Mm. And he's going good, a little fella. He is, yeah. Got a good one there. Um, yeah, I suppose they're all so well behaved now. I don't know the boys. So everyone, they all seem to be pretty good role models. <laughs> I mean, back in the day, it'd be not so much. <laughs> I mean, it's more because I think back in the day, phones weren't really as technologically advanced as they are now, so shit could get, you know, got away with for for lack of a better yeah. term. Well, that's that's what it's gone through the era. I spoke with an older, co- oh, well, an older player. He said, like, in that 70s, it was a lot worse. 80s. I can imagine. Worse. 90s. And then as, te- as technology, players have become more well-known and, more cameras and more, you know. It's yeah. Of, everyone's, you know, they really can't do anything anymore. And speaking of not really being able to do anything, you were basically part of the last breed, you could say, of being able to. What is probably one of the funniest locker room pranks that you can remember? Oh, geez, um, <laughs> locker room prank. I can't even. I think Mick Bella used to get on bloody um, Tamanata, who's locker. Just sit there nude, waiting for him, and he just bordered on harassment. Yep. He was nearly going to go to the club because he was off it. I think <laughs> I can't remember exactly. I think Mick, because Mick Tamana was just had enough of my of me, of Ella at the time. Oh, okay. Tamana went into T went into Origin camp. Yep. I think Mick got a photo and printed out of himself nude sitting on his locker <laughs> and sent it to him in Origin camp. So I'm oh. <laughs> Damn, that's a bit of a that's a bit of a stretch, but yeah, fair. Um, yeah, fuck. <laughs> Jesus, just thinking about that. Um, yeah, he's awesome. uh, yeah. Oh, far out. Would you would would you classify him as probably the team class clown sort of thing? Back at the time, he was. Yeah, he was. He pretty much he, he could annoy the crap out of everyone there. Yeah, Nick. Um, there was a couple around. There was, was Adam Peake, he was at the club. He was pretty sneaky. Mm-hmm. He used to just do things and like sit back and watch. He, was, he used to like... like he used to set shit in motion and just sit back and yeah. enjoy. Yeah, yep. yeah he, was, he was sly. He knew what, knew what he was doing. Yep. I'm guessing he probably maybe earned the nickname Sneaky or Sneak or something because of his last name, I'm guessing. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. No, well, it's got to do with that. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah nice. Um, oh, and there was one other question I, I thought of just... Well, a few more questions before we wrap up. Um... Oh, pre-game rituals and routines. A, did you have any? And B, who had the weirdest one that you can think of looking, like remembering back on your career? I, oh, I don't really know about anyone having any real weird ones, mate. Sorry, I can't. That's um, all good. Everyone was sort of, I was, there was blokes that put the same shoes on, they wore the same speedos, you know, everyone was nice, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, did, yeah. I tried not to have it, have any because I think if you do it, you, you get too wound up. Automatically. And then if you don't play good, then you try and do something else. I used to try and eat the same the same uh, food, you know, like two or okay. three nights leading in and that sort of thing, the same breakfast. That was That's just how it was, but not no any yeah. really big rituals or anything. Not, nothing nothing major. Nothing too major like wearing the certain pair of undies. Like Chris Sandow, from what I've been told, wore the same pair of undies from captain's run right through till the end of game day. Oh, yeah. Well, As in warm during the training session and the actual game and warm up, and I'm just like, 
<laughs> like, given how sweaty yeah. you'd get in those two sessions, <laughs> given game well, day and, and shit. I had I used to live with a bloke that did that, but it wasn't because he was very good um, super sister. I think he just did it because he was lazy. But at least <laughs> he used to turn him inside out. Okay. Training, <laughs> out, and he, he thought it was okay. Oh, it's still not, but damn, that's, I mean, sure, but far out. Um, oh, what was another one that I've heard? Mick Crocker. I interviewed him, and he said he, he spewed always on the two-minute buzzer before going onto the onto the pitch. Yeah, some that's a bit of nervous in there, yeah. I used to have mm. it every now and then, but not that often. Um, yeah, fair. Was it for, like, a big game sort of thing um, that, no, that you do it, or...? No, just sometimes it wasn't. It was just a bit of fluids, I think, coming up. Drink too much or something. Too much uh, water and Gatorade and stuff in your guts. Yeah, fair. Fair. Uh, two last topics and or questions I can think of. Uh, starting off with... Um, <coughs> sorry about that. Um, looking back on your career, what would be the biggest highlight personally for you? I suppose probably just starting to play there, the, the debut and, and kicking off the career. I think I was never because it was never really something that I thought I was going to do. I was mm. never really like thought you about sort of, footy player. Did you have like a backup plan sort of thing? Oh, well, I was when I, before I went to Sydney. I was working in um, at Yamber. I was doing building. I was just about to start an apprenticeship to do building. Oh, okay. So that's and then I went from there to trial at St George and Manly. So I, it wasn't really ever a plan until until I moved to Sydney and started playing flag at St George. Then I yep. that's only sort of when I started started thinking about you know that I was like taking play. it seriously sort of thing yeah so I never I was always sort of just playing it just you know for, for mates and stuff like that yeah nice um and last topic is what advice would you give to any youngsters you know who'd love to try and make it in the big leagues one day uh, it's just you just got to train hard you just got to do as much as you can extras as much as you can and I guess listen listen to guys that are um listen to your coaches and the guys giving you advice and I suppose and you always got to have respect I think right across the board you know from the refs right down to the coaches to your teammates the opposition yeah for sure you know I agree with that tenfold um honestly that's about it that I can think of um actually let's go with one last topic I'll add this bit lies in I'll do a quick click that way I can because that advice I'll have for the end of the episode um zone three um and so far, obviously, I'm guessing you've kept up with a bit of the NRL for this season. Who do you think looks the goods for the grand finals um, for this year so far? I guess, obviously, Penrith and Melbourne at the moment, the way they're going. I suppose the Roosters, you know, had a few setbacks early, but they seem to be going along okay too. It's always the same at the last few years, Penrith and, mm. and Melbourne. But I, I kind of like Melbourne, I, I think, at the moment. And you can't, yeah. but I guess you can't go past Penrith, can you, the way they're playing? At the moment, yeah, I agree. But I also think Souths are a little bit of a, like, you know, underlying, you know, they've got a, quite a few good wins in a row. They've made the prelim three years in a row. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're there, but definitely Penrith, are for sure. Like, it's their grand final to lose at the moment. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, I agree with Souths as well. They um, At the start of the year, me and my mates were saying that as well. You know, the, the, what they have in attack when they have everyone on the field. They've got a pretty, and some of those forwards are starting to get a lot better too. So, mm. now I'd like to see them in it. Actually, they're pretty good to watch, South. Oh, for sure. And, and with the, the rugby league, good for them. I was going to say, yeah, and with the new rules and the rugby league World Cup coming up at the end of the year yeah. over in the UK and Europe, are you going to be attending any games at the World Cup? Uh, maybe, uh, maybe our our actual head coach is, is assistant coach in the French team. 
Okay. Yeah. So they've just actually they've just brought in the six again rule over here. Okay. Oh. Like near the end of the year, they brought in them. <laughs> so that's going to be interesting. But it's because the French coach wants the French players to get a little bit used to playing with that because that's how they're going to be playing in the World Cup. So yeah, exactly. Enough, yeah, of but, course. You can't have a team be disadvantaged. Oh yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, that about wraps it up. That's all I can think of. I will get you on at the end of the season or end of, you know, in general season to talk about a para, um, Parramatta season recap, if that's all right with you. Yeah, mate, no worries. 